0: you will be the best version of you for everyone else as well if you're clear for you what is important and where you're going.
1: Well, hello, Laura, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. You are our first returning guest, and I'm super excited to have you on today. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Laura, and Happy New Year to you too. I am very excited to talk to you about goal setting today because that's a big part of what you do through your coaching. You help people connect with their purpose and live their best lives. And since it is the new year, what better time to talk about goals than now? This is the time when New Year's resolutions and
0: just, you know, just thinking about the future, absolutely best time to do it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Speaking of New Year's resolutions... That was my first thing that I wrote down. Oh, let's dive in new year's resolutions. Are you pro or against new year's resolutions? Cause I have mixed feelings on them and I'd love to hear your thoughts on and feelings on traditional new year's resolutions.
0: So I like the concept. I think it's good. I think you've got that energy. I think, um, it's a really good time. You know, you kind of got fresh eyes, fresh perspective, you know, So I think from that point of view, I think the sentiment is good. I think how you go about making New Year's resolutions and how, I say you, one, <laughs> goes about making them and how you kind of, um, in terms of that kind of connection to what you really want, I don't think that really works. And this is why so many people fail with New Year's, New Year's resolutions. So I, I like the sentiment. I think it's a good time of year to do it. I don't personally go about making New Year's resolutions because to me, I won't stick to them, you know, and I think that's the same with a lot of people.
1: I agree so much. I'm so glad (laughs) someone else feels the same way about, as me about this, because for years I set New Year's resolutions and I would sit down and I would put them on nice paper and I would have this long, long list. And also I would say that probably for the most part, a lot of that list was things that I wasn't gonna do anymore, things I was gonna give up, things I was gonna stop doing, really like negative, even phrasing around Mm -hmm. it. And then I would never touch it again. And maybe like until December, and then I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to pull out my New Year's resolutions. And I've done none of these. And I think for me personally, it really made me feel uncomfortable about goal Mm -hmm. setting. It became something I didn't wanna do because I'd failed new year's resolutions for years and years and years i just assume that i'm the kind of person who's not good at reaching goals yeah. is this something that you've seen a lot of people experience yeah absolutely so uh, totally that that feeling that
0: well i've tried it before it didn't work but actually the the kind of the way people normally go about setting new years resolutions is exactly like you said you know normally probably a bit bleary-eyed and maybe a bit hungover still <laughs> january the first or second it's writing down a list and and it looks nice because it's on nice paper as you said you've used your nice pens the kind of the intention is there, The center is there. i want to make a change it's just that the way you're going about it's just not going to work and this happens you know loads with people that i work with um and therefore then you get into that mindset of oh, well i've tried it before it's not going to work but actually it is it, you're just not going about it in the right way and probably doing it on January the 1st or 2nd is also not the right time to do it. <laughs> you need a bit of a chunk of time um, and maybe actually, um, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, setting goals can be done effectively through any time of the year. It's just that January is a nice time. So I the first thing that I would do is to actually set aside um, a proper kind of chunk of time where you've got the headspace and the mindset and maybe even take yourself away from, you know, into somewhere a bit more inspiring, even if it's just like a coffee shop or something, to set aside a chunk of time to do it. And I think that in itself is just carving out some time to do this properly is definitely going to help you actually reach them.
1: I love that. Let's stick with those. Do's and don'ts theme. From your experience, what are some of the other, I guess, you've you've mentioned some of the things that are wrong with how we set New Year's resolutions usually and why we fail at them. But what are some of the other common mistakes that you've come across when it comes to people setting goals and then struggling to actually achieve them? So
0: the biggest thing I would say is there is not, enough of an emotional connection to whatever it is they want so the first thing that you have to do is to get really clear about that end destination because if you don't know the end point then you're never going to get there i mean it's just literally like you know getting your google map out for a journey and just like hmm, i think i'll turn left here but i don't really know why or How am I actually going to do this? (laughs) It's like, well, you are lit. Where are you going? You know, so you need to get really clear about that end destination. And so, say for example, let's take the New Year's resolutions. There'll just be things in the top of your head, but there's no real kind of connection to the why. You know, as in. Well, why do I want to do that thing? Well, the reason is because this is the end point I want to get to. So that, that I, to me is the key to all of this in terms of goal setting and actually achieving goals is to get really clear about the end point. And this is about the kind of, you know, thinking about the, the kind of life you want, the business you want, the career you want, the, the person you want to be. But actually the core essence of this is how you want to feel when you get to that end point. And again, it's back to that emotional connection because everything to do with goal setting is dependent on the emotional connection. And that's gonna be the determining factor about whether you actually achieve these things or you don't because if you don't have an emotional connection to it, you're not gonna do it. You know, it, it, it's a it's a lot of time, effort and energy. If you've not got any emotional connection to it, it's like, well, why am I gonna bother doing this when I've got all these you know, other things on my to-do list? So, like I said, that end destination point, I think being really emotionally connected, getting really clear and spending some time thinking about that, that, you know, is this for a year's time? Is this for five years time? Is this for 10 years time? You know, like I said, just kind of get really clear and, and spend a bit of time thinking about that. And that's where you might get a bit creative and um come up with you know like a sort of an image to represent that maybe a vision board maybe you know whatever it is that that kind of resonates with you
1: i love that you touched on the feeling part of it as well because i think that that really touches on something that i've experienced with goal setting which is that should versus must argument i think many of us, especially if we're people pleasers, when we set goals, we're not setting them because it's something that we desire or that we have an emotional connection Mm -hmm. to. But often it's goals that we want to achieve because we think it will make someone else proud of us. And we think it will make us more desirable in the eyes of someone else, or it's what we think we should do because we're at that stage of our lives or, or whatever it is. So how do we get that clarity? Because I've struggled with this in the past. Some, you know, when I tried to figure out why are my goals not working, that's something that came up. You need that, val- you know, you need clarity, you need purpose. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, that, that's great. How do I get purpose? How do I figure out what my purpose is? How do I figure out <laughs> what my values are? Yeah before i start setting goals well this
0: is where i often use um well i use lots of different tools to do this um with with the values piece um you the, the best way of doing it is just to literally think about what what words kind of resonate with me um and if you're struggling to kind of think i don't know what those kind of words are if you just literally google list of values or list of words representing values there are heaps of um websites have big lists and just go through them and just circle the ones that kind of resonate the most with you or write them down and you probably want to have maybe three to five values words that kind of really resonate with you and when i mean resonate with you not just like oh i like that word but this is like feels like a core part of me and every decision i make and, and things that are really important to me so it is useful to know your values what i do with clients is i do a little visualization so, I just get them to think about them and their lives in about 12 months' time. I normally do it for because it's come not too far away, but it's also not, you know, so close that there's nothing to aim for. And I get them to just think about, um, use their imagination basically to think about, um, you know, when they're feeling amazing and everything's going really well, what does that actually feel like? What are they doing? You know, and just to, and I kind of like talk them through. There's, again, I'm sure you're probably online and maybe on, um, various different platforms that be little visualizations um that can help with that but even if you just like literally close your eyes and imagine yourself feeling um brilliant you know I mean and again connect to that feeling like just like oh I just feel great everything's going really well um and I feel like I'm nailing life (laughs) generally in my career and everything else and just get clear about that and just jot down some thoughts or some images that come to mind and it might be as often happens with clients is they end up in a place like in their imagination, that they don't necessarily—it's not necessarily connected to their job, for example, or I don't know—that they're not in a, an exercise class or whatever it might be, which is the goal. But the actual feeling is the the kind of they're often um, with friends or family or walking along a beach or something. It's when they're kind of in that happy place where they're feeling content fulfilled like they're kind of just at peace really with themselves as well um and so that can be really useful to just get clear about that 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 kind of yeah when i'm feeling great this is what it actually feels like and and get really clear about that and that will again help you to connect them with the purpose side of things because then it's like right well if i set a goal to do with this thing i don't know say lose weight is that going to help me feel and achieve that kind of future version of me um because if it's not,
1: then why am I doing it? So it's more about like working backwards. What's the the bigger vision? What do I want to feel in life? And then how do I work backwards to the present now? Yeah. What things can I start to do that help me move towards that, that are actually connected with absolutely. It? So it's, and th- that's
0: where so the practical stuff, which is again normally that, you know, the New Year's resolution list you were talking about going to lose, you know, lose a stone in in a year, etc. Again, it's it's like, okay, so why? You know, just get really clear about that. Why are you going to do it? Just like you said before, what is the purpose behind that? So if you know what the end destination is, and how you really want to feel and what you want your life to be like, then you're going to know if that particular goal is going to help you get there. And like I said, if it's not going to help you get there, then back to your point around, why are you doing it? Is it for someone else? you know, because if it is for someone else, you're not gonna want to do that. And it's gonna be a real slog.
1: I think like we've all fallen into that trap before. I've definitely seen the difference as well as when you you set goals from that place of aligned with the vision. I think the biggest difference is when you set goals that way and they're not so like rigid and specific, it's a lot easier to move with life, to adapt the goal, to adapt the what and the how when you know the why yeah. because the why doesn't change but how you get to that why might but i feel like you're more okay with that when you're focused on the why rather than being focused on the what and the how because the, those you sometimes cannot control. absolutely and this
0: happens again all the time with clients is that they start out on a on a journey of right i'm going to try this thing here i'm going to go down this path and then a door shuts and that's just life. You know, we, we can't control all the things that are going on around us. But then again, like you said, it's a case of, okay, so that isn't working out or this has gone wrong or whatever. So number one, what can you learn from it? Because there's always, and the phrase that I, used to, um, that I like to use is, where's the gift in that? Because there will be something that's, you know, positive that comes out of that. But then again, it's back to, right, okay, let me get clear again. What is it, um, you know, that kind of why? Like, what is it that I really want to achieve? Why do I want to achieve it? Now let's go back and, and look, what other path can I follow? What other goal can I start to to kind of go for now?
1: I love that. Staying clear with the the vision, the feeling, the emotion, and then letting the that influence the practical steps rather than the other way totally, around. Totally.
0: And that really will be the difference between whether you reach your goal or you don't. And, and actually, sometimes when people are struggling to get this, I get them to think back to previous goals that they have achieved, you know, things they're really proud of and just kind of start to pick that apart okay let's just think about that so you achieve that thing on that date okay so why why do you think you actually achieved that what was it about that particular goal and it will always 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 come back to emotionally they were more connected to that And they had a a real deep desire. There was something that was spurring them on.
1: I love that. A really good reminder for us as well before we start to set our goals, get emotional, connect with the feeling. (laughs) Let's move into some practical steps we can take because it is the new year. And for many of our listeners, they may may be at that phase where they're like, okay, I want to set my goals for the year, whether it's life goals and personal development goals Mm -hmm. or whether it's career and business focused goals. You spoke a little bit about carving that time out and preparing yourself for the setting of the goals before you set them so what are some things that we can do to help us get in that headspace to actually prepare ourselves for setting aligned, emotionally connected goals before we actually start writing out our list. Even practical things like what tips that you can give us to help us create that space to make our goals setting this year different and to help us connect with it a little bit more. Yeah,
0: so I would say prioritize it. That's the key bit because again, like I said before, just carving out that time you know, for yourself. Um, and this is, again, it's that kind of flipping this. Again, i taught lots to clients about this, flipping it between, because sometimes we feel like, oh, it's just so selfish for me to kind of carve out a time just for me. And and again, I say it's not selfish to do that, particularly obviously if you've got lots of different um, kind of pulls on your time and your resources. It, it's really, it's not selfish because, and you can flip it, and a new word you can use is this is self-care. Because actually, again, it's that old analogy. You need to put your own oxygen mask on before you, you know, help other people. You will be a better version of you for all those around you and all these different pools that you've got on your time if you do this now. Um, otherwise you're going to go into 2024 on a back foot. So it's like actually if you you can really prioritize this time for you to do this even if it's just a couple of hours, you know, um, I mean, ideally it would be lovely to kind of have a half a day or a full day doing this, but even just a couple of hours just for you, then that means that you're going to go into 2024, um, with a kind of much more aligned, um, vision, like you said for yourself. And in terms of then being able to be the best version of you, be it whether you're a, you know, business partner, be a colleague, be it a mom, be it a sister, be it a wife, whatever, you know, I'm saying this up from a female perspective, obviously, <laughs> but but you will be the best version of you for everyone else as well, if you're clear for you, what is important and where you're going and, and making sure everything's aligned. So number one, carve out the time. Number two, make it a really lovely time that you're looking forward to. <laughs> and I don't know w- what that is for each person. Often for my clients, it is just the kind of, you know, finding a nice space they want to go to where they can feel relaxed, they can feel Kind of um they, they've got some headspace to think
1: kind of reminding me of like cpd days at the start of the year when you're teaching yeah. like all of those those planning days that you have before the term starts and you like get the catering in and you take some time out of your classrooms to get like all of that clarity around what are your goals for your class um and i i still kind of like to bring that vibe to my goal setting as well i love like i put it in my calendar and I imagine like if I was working for someone else, this would be the designated time they would be saying, okay, you need to listen to this speech about this and get this extra development on this and then plan your goals. Totally. So I think that like, that's a fun way to think about it yeah. as well. And
0: I think what's really important is that just like, obviously we're teaching, this happens at the beginning of every term is that you should think about this too, in terms of this is not just for a January thing, but schedule this in regularly throughout the year. And actually, again, that will really help you achieve your goals. And, and you can think in terms of terms, you can think in terms of seasons, if you want to do it four times, or quarters. Um, but I would definitely do it more than once in a year, because I think that also what's really important is the reflection piece within this too, is that when you take stock again, say, You did it i don't know the beginning of spring for example so um you kind of do one in january then you put in another block of time beginning of spring and then in that time you're then looking back about right what's gone well what hasn't gone well um you know what's what i learned about myself what do i now want to change in terms of moving forwards how do i want to just like you said before adjust these goals somehow but also getting really clear about okay why why is it I still want to do this thing you know why what is it the end point and and that reflection piece is so important as part of the process too so yeah keep scheduling them in but definitely put aside that time initially
1: so set aside some time schedule it in schedule it in for the future to check in with it these are all the things we can do to help us get started and in the right mindset for setting the goals yeah. And then how do we set the goals that we're actually going to be motivated to achieve? How can we avoid falling into that trap of writing the long list of tasks like a to-do list instead of writing these goals that actually connect with the feeling? How do we take that lovely reflection work that we've done around what our values and our feelings are and actually turn them into actionable goals?
0: So this is a case of, it might even be a bit of a brainstorm to begin with, um, as in like a kind of just download all your thoughts on a piece of paper before you actually get into writing them out, as in like, what are the different things in, and, and this could be across any part of your life, do I think I want to change in some way? I want to address somehow or do I want to create something new that is going to help me get to that future version of me that I'm you know connected to so it's just like right okay I think actually I'm going to look at these you know things and I would say no more than 10 and ideally somewhere between five to seven because if you're getting more than 10 it's not going to happen (laughs) five to seven is a good manageable number of these kind of big goals and when I say big goals these are kind of like I really want to let's just say sort my career out so I don't really know what it is I want to do at this point, but I know that I want to really address it. And just it, it can be as broad as that. Just kind of map out those big um, parts of your of your life, really, that you want to somehow change or address or create in some way. Um, and then you want to start to really start. So if, if we'd let like to take the career one, then this is um, about. Uh, OK, what is it then that I really want to do? And again, I would say start small, smart, start from the beginning. So, you know, you want to somehow change your career. Maybe you're very clear. Maybe start, I just need to get a new job. Fine. OK, but maybe it's just a. have just got a feeling that something's not right here, but I don't really know what it is. So I would say then just kind of have a bit of a think about that. Maybe drill down a bit into, OK, what is it that I think that isn't sitting well with me? What I sometimes get clients to do is I get them to imagine the future version of themselves, you know, the one that we were talking about, who's feeling amazing and everything's going really well. Bring them into the room with them there and then. Imagine that future version of themselves literally sitting next to them. And then you ask the question, what, you know, my career, what do I need to do about it? And just listen back to what that future version you might be saying. Uh, And I know it sounds a bit weird, but it's just sometimes actually imagining the future version of yourself who has already got to that point. And often it's like, because you know deep down actually what it is that you really want to do. So often it's like, a. actually, do you know what? I think that I need to look at this particular aspect of it. Um, so that can sometimes be helpful is just imagine having a little mini uh, conversation with the future version of yourself about this thing. And then I would say start small. Just start with some really easy, quick wins as in like, okay, I just want to start get going with this. So do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to um, set up a call with someone. I'm going to do an hour of research into this thing. I'm going to um, have a coffee with someone, you know, whatever it might be. Make them really, I'd say no more than three to start with and make them really quick and easy. Um, Because the So the big goal would be change my career or address my career. But actually, you might not know at that point exactly what it is you're going to do. So just start with things that you feel like you're going to move forward with. And just like you said, then that then becomes a, uh, okay, when we next do the check-in, it's like, do I need to adjust this actually? Because at that point, then you're going to have more information because hopefully from the research, the coffee and the email, something will have come back and then you can start to think, right, okay. So yeah, actually there's a door opening here. So do you know what? I'm going to have another conversation with someone else.
1: I love that idea of starting the bi- with the big goal, but not focusing in on the how, because I think something that I've experienced is, especially when you're someone like like the example you gave i want to change my career where you have like this big goal or this big aspiration but again those people pleaser tendencies kick in and it's like this is my goal but i don't know how i'm going to get there so i think a lot of us make our goals or our dreams small because we don't know the how we haven't figured out the how yet and so we're afraid to dream too big or set goals that have big aspirations because we don't know exactly how to map out over the next 12 months how we're gonna get there. So I like that idea of having the big overarching goal, but then giving yourself smaller steps just to move the needle in the right direction. So you can start to peel back the layers and start to map out the road and figure out how to get there, but without being so driven on it, needing to be like a set out. five-year plan, I'm gonna do this this week and that next week. So I really like that. What are some other formats of setting goals that you find are helpful and supportive, because again, this is something that when you look it up online, there's so many different ways of setting goals, it can become overwhelming, mm. but then also not every way of going about it works for every single person, we're all different. So in your experience of setting goals with your clients and setting goals for yourselves, what are some of the the methods or the formats that work better? So uh, what I would say is have a
0: mixture between habit goals and um action goals and what i mean by that is so an action goal would be um i want to you know i want to lose okay i'm gonna lose the lose weight but i want to lose a stone so that is an action goal you know you are actually that you're going to be working towards it you can break it down etc etc a habit goal would be i want to go to the gym twice a week every week so I would say have a mix between the two. Don't have them all action. Don't have them all habit. Um, and that can be really helpful then too. And then obviously there's different ways of approaching both of those. Um, you know, habit goals are, you know, as some people call it having streaks, just having that kind of um, continuity. Again, it's that why do I want to go to the gym twice a week? Like how is that going to help me feel? Mm. But also with both different sets of goals, make sure there's rewards built in. So make sure the rewards are all on the way because we as human beings respond really well to rewards, (laughs) you know, and so that's really important that you build those in right at the beginning and, and make the rewards things that you really are looking forward to doing or things that, you know, that you're kind of excited about. Um, and motivated about as well so that it's not just the end point but actually all the way along you've got those little kind of rewards that looking forward to
1: i like that those little milestones of those celebrating the small wins as well as the big absolutely, wins Absolutely, absolutely i think that's a really great tip as well which leads into my next question quite nicely which is the last thing I really wanted to ask you about and probably the reason I hate New Year's resolutions is because we sit down in January and we write this list and then we don't look at it again for the rest of the year. So for our listeners who have never set goals in a different way other than New Year's resolutions, what tips can you give them to help them stay not only motivated to keep going with those goals and moving forward but also to stay connected to the goals so it's not something that just lives on a piece of paper in the back of our journal until December, 2024. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I would say that the key thing is to schedule this in your diary. So in January, put these times in and and I mean regular things. So we want a kind of slot for reflection. I don't know, you can call it whatever you want to, but some kind of reflection piece, which is a regular. So like I said, maybe once a quarter, maybe once a term, you know, whatever's applicable to you, but break that year up into different sections and then carve that time out put it in your diary there and then in january as a like kind of put it in as a meeting you know for you with yourself <laughs> um so that'd be the first thing non-negotiable yeah exactly non-negotiable definitely and then again breaking it down into okay so i and this is what i do at the beginning of every month and the end of every month i also have got to check it so the beginning of every month is to just look ahead to what that month is and actually thinking about mm-hmm. it um and at the end of every month it's well often that's the same kind of thing I dovetail them in together, but putting something in where it's reflection. And actually, again, I would do the reflection first, reflect back on the last month, so then start thinking about the month for because you can learn so much from yourself and what, what's worked out, what hasn't worked out, to then think, right, how am I going to do things differently than this month? You know, what, what can I learn about um, what's worked out you know what where is the gift in all of this etc and therefore what might i do differently for the month ahead so planning that in so again a monthly check in um, then i would i would really do this at the beginning of the week and the end of the week you know um ideally kind of working week it's kind of you know that works well so on a monday morning what does the week lo- look like ahead um, and at the end of the week a bit of a wrap up also every day i would do a and this make it simple i do your kind of top 3 So I would actually break this down. I do three, three, three. So uh, in terms of let's go back to the month thing. So when you're doing your kind of monthly check-in, it's in terms of what are the top three things that I really want to achieve? Obviously, there'll be loads more, but just really highlight and prioritize those top three for that month ahead. And those three should really be aligned to the future thing as in how am I going to help myself you know what are the most important top three things to do this month to help me achieve that final end goal then when you're doing your kind of weekly check-in again it's the top three for that week you know what three things this week do I absolutely want to get done I have to get done as well as all the other things you want to do but they're the most important and then each day what's my top three for today i want to get done and so if you keep that kind of matrix of 333 three, three, it just keeps the the kind of the end goal at the top of your mind all the time just like you said so it's not just in the you know put away in a drawer and i forget about it um but in all of this again it's carving out that time so just put these little even if it's just 10 minutes here and there Put that in your diary as a non-negotiable. Put it as an alarm that comes up, or whatever, is like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do. And um, because the more regular that you're kind of thinking about this, that you're checking in with yourself, the more likely it is that you're going to actually achieve this kind of endpoint.
1: I love that, and I think also that really touches on. The the flip side of that, which is when we don't check in with our goals regularly, and then we do check in with them, we often realize, oh, I didn't achieve them or things didn't work out exactly how I thought they would, and it can turn into that self- criticism versus that self-reflection and self-compassion of what can I learn from this. So I think when you're doing those regular check-ins, it's much easier to stay in that mindset of compassion Mm -hmm. and self-curiosity versus self-criticism because maybe you haven't reached goal that you wanted to on the trajectory that you thought you would absolutely absolutely and again it's back to the rewards thing you know
0: make this like fun make it things that you want to look forward to doing not kind of beating yourself with a stick (laughs) because you were talking about that at the beginning about year's resolutions are often a list of i don't want to do this thing or these are things i you know and so flip it around then okay if you don't want to do that what do you want to do how do you want things to be different you know and and put a positive spin on it, basically.
1: (laughs) I love that. I think that's a really great place for us to end. You've shared some really valuable tips with us. I think any of our listeners who have tuned in will be excited i hope to go and set some goals and to look at goal setting this year a little bit differently to book in those sessions with yourself whether it's taking yourself to a nice cafe or just like closing the door in your bedroom for an hour yeah. to have some time to yourself but to make it to make it special and to make goal setting something that you actually look forward to this year yeah. so that it's different and you different about it as well yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> well it's been lovely chatting with you today laura as always and i hope that you 20, 2024 is going to be a great year for yeah, you yeah thanks
0: laura. well you too you too it's been really great chatting to you